now. Scotland's talking. Call 0333-2020-401 and join the debate. Good morning, I'm Ali Bally. Looking forward to your calls this morning on the various subjects we've got lined up for you on the programme. We have, what do you think of Kezia Dugdale's Jungle Holiday on the telly? Now, she's a contestant on the reality TV programme, I'm a Celebrity, get me out of here. I think it's an amazing opportunity to talk to young people who watch this programme about politics and in particular Labour values. An amazing opportunity to talk to young people. She hasn't spoken much yet, I'll tell you. But is she neglecting her duties as a member of the Scottish Parliament? And since when did our elected representatives become celebrities anyway? And I'd also like to hear if you think we should tear down those homemade banners that are hung next to the roads to embarrass unsuspecting drivers on their birthday. Dundee City Council say they're potentially dangerous. So what is basically the safety issue with distracting drivers are not going to see the signs properly? Are they being killjoys? Or do you agree with the council that the old bedsheets and all the adverts you see tied to railings are an eyesore? Yes, I do. Get them down. And the new leader of the Scottish Labour has made a very brave admission. Proud Yorkshireman Richard Leonard says that when Scotland and England teams meet for a game of football, he's cheering on the English. Does it matter that the man who would like the job of the First Minister of Scotland is not a paid-up member of the Tartan Army. So coming up on Scotland's Talking. Scotland's Talking, the podcast. So, politics. It can be a snake pit sometimes, you know. But the former Scottish Labour leader, Kezia Dugdale, has been all over the news because of her decision to go on a reality TV show famous for making contestants do all sorts of things with creepy crawlies. I'm a lot tougher than people think I am. You don't get to the top of Labour politics without having a tough skin, a bit of resilience. I know who I am, I know what I believe. For me, leadership is about team and bringing out the best of everyone. I'll strive for to do my best to keep everybody well fed. So, what do you make of her jetting off to Australia without permission for three weeks? To take part in I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. Is she abandoning her post as an elected politician? Neglecting her constituents? Bringing the Scottish Parliament and the Labour Party into disrepute? Before she left, she recorded a video explaining her reasons. I appreciate that to quite a few of my constituents, this is quite a controversial move. I know there'll be people that are upset about it, that will question my priorities. So I wanted to take a little minute to explain why I'm doing this and hope that I can get your support for the adventures ahead. First and foremost, I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here is a huge UK-wide television programme with an audience into the millions. And I think it's an amazing opportunity to talk to young people who watch this programme about politics and in particular Labour values. The first time I was approached to do this programme, I said no. I turned it down because I didn't think I could be away from my job for over five weeks. The show came back to me and asked me if I would do it if I could go away for just three weeks and two days. And that's what I'm going to do. So the minute that I leave uh, Australia, I'll be coming back to the Scottish Parliament to do my job as a Labour MSP for Edinburgh and the Lothians. And I'm committed to doing that for the long term. And I hope to stand at the next election again as well. I appreciate, however, that I am away uh, whilst I'm supposed to be doing my job and that's why I have donated my salary for the whole time that I am in Australia to the Rock Trust. 
And if you don't know what the Rock Trust is, it's an organisation in Edinburgh and the Lothians that exists to support young people affected and at risk of homelessness. They're an amazing organisation that do fantastic work supporting some pretty vulnerable people uh, across the city and beyond it. So I've donated £2,500 to them, which is my salary for the time that I'm uh, out of the UK, and I hope that you can support their work too. So in the meantime, please tune into the show. You've got an opportunity to vote for me to do horrendous tasks covered in beasties. And you also have a chance to vote me out when the time comes to. So uh, wish me luck. And if I have to do some of the eating tasks, well, who knows? So she hasn't said how much she's earning from going on the show or indeed how much of it she's giving away. Scottish Labour decided not to suspend her. But business manager James Kelly says she'll have questions to answer when she gets back. The Labour group met to consider the matter of Kezia Dugdale's unauthorised absence to appear on the I'm a Celebrity TV show. The group concluded that we would not suspend Kezia Dugdale. However, we view this as a serious matter and we will interview Kezia on her return from Australia in order to hear her version of events. Hmm. I just didn't get how it was a serious matter. I mean, just, uh, you know, I would have thought Scottish Labour have got more serious matters, but that's just my opinion. She's not, of course, the first politician to go on a reality TV show. Who can forget George Galloway's appearance on Celebrity Big Brother? Now, would you like me to be the cat? No. Uh, <laughs> that was him engaging in a role play with actress Rula Lenska in case you were wondering, or maybe you'd forgotten. Uh, the Tory MP Nadine Doris uh, previously went on I'm a Celebrity, something which Kezia criticised on Twitter at the time. Sir Vince Cable, Ed Balls and Anne Widdicombe have all graced the Strictly dance floor, but not while they were sitting MPs. And that's what makes Kezia's case so controversial, say some. Should our politicians stick to political arena and leave the TV game shows to others? And are they celebrities anyway? Well, you could say that of a few contestants in the jungle, you know. I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. It's probably, for some of them, it'll be the first time they've used the word celebrity because, yeah, we all looked and went, who's he? Who's she? <laughs> anyway, um, I am a. F I, I do watch the program. I do. I, I, I watch it because anything that Ant and Deck do, uh, I, I do enjoy because I think they're great presenters and nobody better for handling live TV. But the question is, was Kezia right to go in there in the first place? And really, was there anything to stop her? You know, she decides she's going for three weeks. Then why not? Three, everybody's entitled to a holiday, are they not? Just, as I say, she has contributed absolutely a big fat zero since she went into the, the, the jungle. She's, she's not... Um, uh, two of them went in at the one time, just in case you've missed it. Uh, Ian went in, the, the radio presenter, and, uh, yeah, um, you know, <laughs> he's, he's shown up. He, he's come forward. Kezia's sort of hidden. We were trying to spot her last night, and she just kept moving and missing the camera. So maybe she's... Uh, keeping her powder dry. But what do you think? Are politicians celebrities? And should Kezia have gone into the jungle in the first place? Your calls, your thoughts. 0333-2020-401. Come on, never mind just shouting at the radio, yes and no. Tell me. Let's hear it. 0333-2020-401. Jimmy, good morning. Good morning, Ali. Well? Hello. Yeah, personally, I don't believe it should be a... a, a a politician going into a, a thing like that because 
they're uh, not they're not celebrities. They're politicians, and if you stick to fighting for the people, that's what politicians are all for, doing things for the, for the public. And her going in there uh, to try and make money, there's no question about it. And to be in the public eye, it seems to be the, the way she's going about it. And uh, this bit about when she gets money, anything she earns, she's going to give half of it away. Well, what's she going in for in the first place? She's going to give half of it away. Well, she says she's going in with it because it's an opportunity to engage younger people into politics. And she yeah. she is that younger politician, you know. She's maybe just saying to herself, hang on a minute, we need to do something different here uh, to, to attract the attention of people. And, you know, how much of it she may sit down and talk about politics to other people in the camp, but how much of it will actually reach our screens because... They sit all day talking and you only get an hour of it at yeah. night, so they edit loads and loads of it out. So, you know, she might think she's getting her message over, but uh, as I say, two days in there and she's hardly said a word. Well, quite frankly, I, I don't believe she'll be a success. She's a name going in there amongst other names, and uh, her coming out as a star of the show, I don't think so, that's my opinion. You don't think she should be there no, in the first place? I don't know, I don't think so, no. She's there to do a job for the public, no for going to television and be a, a celebrity on television. When you're not walking out the streets as a Prime Minister or a councillor or whatever, you're a person, you're in the public eye. They're watching you. So to go on television and do a Kezia Dub deal, no, I don't agree with it. Interesting. Jimmy, thank you very much indeed. Uh, Rod sends, Roderick sends a, a, a little a message in here. He says, funnily enough, July this year, Kezia Dugdale removed the clause that stated all outside interests where MSPs earn money will go to charity. How much will she be getting paid for this jungle caper? Well, I don't know. Uh, uh, maybe it's been... There's guesstimates. I mean, you know, some, some of the media... Newspapers and the tabloids have been guesstimating. I mean, they've guesstimated that Amir Khan is uh, the boxer. He's in there. Uh, they've estimated that he is the highest paid uh, of all the celebrities over the years that have gone in there. Uh, something just under half a million, I believe, he's getting for his uh, five weeks in the jungle. And they've got to stay for so long before they actually qualify for the money. I think they've all managed to do that now. Uh, so, uh, again, Jimmy's saying he doesn't think it's right to the constituents for Kezia to do that. Um, what do the constituents think? You know, if, if you are, if, if that is your MP, uh, Kezia is your MP, then let me know. What do you think? Is she quite right? Is she quite entitled to make a decision? According to Scottish Labour, they didn't, she didn't ask their permission. Oh dear. Right. As I say, I would have thought there's more to worry them, but there again, here's the number. 033-2020-401. Tell me, please. Is Kezia making the right decision or Kez, as she's now called in the jungle? You're listening to Scotland's Talkin', the podcast. Join the conversation on Twitter at Scotland's Talkin'. Margaret Anderson's in Edinburgh. Margaret, good morning to you. Good morning to you. Good morning, um, About Kezia Dugsdale. OK. Now, I've been a Labour supporter all my life. But the way she's acting is bang out of order. Why? Why? She should either be... Does she know come down as an MSP and stepped aside for someone else to come in? Is that correct? No. Well, she didn't. No, she she stepped down as the leader of right. the Scottish that's, Labour that's, Party. That's what right. I'm getting to. right, right. So she stepped down as that, but she's still an MSP. Right. Surely everybody's entitled to do what they want with their lives. Uh, if, you know, three oh. weeks is that really going to cause you a major problem in Edinburgh? Yes. 
She Why? Should, uh, yes, yeah, she should either be an MSP, stay here for her people, or stay in the jungle. She can't have one or the other. That's my opinion. That's your opinion? Yes. So you're going That's to... That's what I want to say. You're going to miss her for three weeks, then? I'm never going to miss her at all. OK. I think Labour is a shambles. You, you've just said, though, you were a lifelong Labour supporter. Not, not anymore. Oh, I see. Right. Not anymore. OK, thank you. Thank Have you. And you bye too. Bye-bye. She walked off. <laughs> not getting to get any more out of her. Right. Joseph, hello. Good morning, Ali. Good morning to you. Lovely, fresh, nice morning. Keeps a, a, a lovely face featured of a nice sunny morning. Joseph, less of the waffle. Get on with it. What do you want to say? I think it's a total disgrace, Ali. This is a bad time of the year for a lot of folk, kids and everything, that need help with their, their money, gas, electric, and people looking to see who they can turn to. And she's away sunning herself in the jungle in Australia. When Scotland, the people are actually needing a lot of help, and then she's away. Then, what if she's going to put the money into that to help people when she comes back? Will she? Well, she's already giving her salary while she's away to, to a charity. And she's going to give part of her fees. So that charity, um, if she hadn't gone, that charity wouldn't have received the two and a half or whatever thousand pounds that she's giving them from her salary. So surely she's helping um, the charity in Edinburgh that she, she's, uh, she's decided to give the money to. So she's still helping people in the area. Ah, but there's, there's, Ali, there's thousands of people who need help at this time of the year. Yes, and, it's a total and you can't help everybody. No, I know what I'm saying, but she should be there to listen to her workers and the ones that bring the reports in to see what she can do. She can't do it when she's over there, can she? Right, so she, as far as you're concerned, she's neglecting her duties? Yes, Sally, that is down to number one. And should she remain uh, an MSP when she comes back, or do you think she should just be... No, because she, she, she's making a mockery of the, 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 the government, Ali, and the people. She's making a mockery of us. And she can go away and enjoy herself and lie there and do what she wants. Now. But people are struggling this time of the year. Frozen houses, not getting the money, they can get cut off of the, getting their unemployed benefit with not the universal credit thing. Now, they don't know who they turn to. She's, she's away there. How can she think they're workers? She's not there to do the job with our workers. OK, Joseph, that's your opinion. And uh, there we had Margaret as well, both saying that Kezia's has made the wrong decision uh, to go into the jungle and she should be at home um, uh, representing her constituents. What do you think? Treble 3 2020 401. Uh, as I said earlier, you know, yes, we've uh, just looking at a, uh, a text coming in there saying others have been in, Ed Balls, etc. Yeah, but Ed Balls and Vince Cable were not sitting MPs or MSPs. Uh, they weren't sitting politicians at the time that they were in, um, and Whitcomb as well. They were, they were, that was after they'd been um, uh, oh, <laughs> retired gracefully from politics. So that's what makes uh, Kezia's decision uh, ever so slightly different, that she is a sitting MP. So, again, what do you think? Treble 3 2020 401. Back in a moment. Scotland's Talking, the podcast. We're talking at the moment about Kezia Dugdale's decision to go into the jungle. Uh, Jodie Regis here. Hi, Jodie. Hi there. Good morning to you. Your thought then, please? Um, well, if she's went without permission, she's a civil servant. Um, so technically, we all have a duty of care. Um, she would have to ask permission to go. She's receiving her pension when she's there, mm-hmm. all the benefits of an MSP. Um, why did she not ask permission? 
Um, I just think mm, there's a little bit more to the story, I don't know. Um, but I certainly feel that she does have a duty of care, therefore she um, has to ask permission. If you're a civil servant, if you don't turn up to work, say you're a prison officer, um, and you for three weeks just go without leave and not ask for permission, therefore there's consequences to, to come back to. Mm-hmm. So is it because she's an MSP, she thinks that, that, she, that she's untouchable, that she won't? And it doesn't matter if she's Labour, SNP, um, Tory... The fact is that um, you can't just leave your work for three weeks and not ask permission, Mm -hmm. go to the jungle and then not come back. Yeah, I I just find it hard to believe that somebody that's been in her position as leader of a party um, and, and, you know, up the top there in in politics, that she would just take off without discussing it with anybody. You know, and it just seems a bit odd. And it was, she did take that decision before the current Leader Lieber uh, was elected. Um, I, I just don't know. It's it's interesting. It's an interesting yeah. You're making an interesting point, actually, that, you know, she is a public servant and therefore anybody else just disappearing for three weeks uh, would be called to answer for it. You would be dismissed. Mm. If, if, you, if you left, you did not tell your employer, left, left for three weeks. And again, we all have consequences. I mean, there's, there's um, political spokespersons for... Um, the prison or um, other uh, public areas. I mean, she's just decided that she would come out and speak about it. Um, I just think, I I don't know what's a a thought process at all. I just feel that, you know, she has consequences Mm -hmm. to her actions, as we all do. So, therefore, if you don't turn up for your duty for three weeks, do not ask permission. Yes, the the lady's entitled to her holidays, like everybody else, put a request in. Your request is authorised. If it's not authorised, like every other public servant, you're probably dictated to what holidays you can get. Um, but she's chosen to ignore that. Um, and as I say, she'll be receiving her pension when she's there. Yeah, she's maybe donating her wages. She's also donating some part of that fee that she's getting, whatever fee that is. Um, and so I generally feel she shouldn't even be taking her pension credits for that month that she's there. Because technically she's not doing... She's, she's on an official duty... If you were in the army and went evil, there's consequences. Mm-hmm. So, so not not just giving up your salary to a charity, that's not enough. There, there's more consequences there than, than you actually think, being yeah, work, work, working in the public eye and, yeah. and working for the public, I suppose. Yeah. It feels it's like a little sweetener. Oh, I'll donate my salary because I'm not there, I'm not doing the job. But there's all other aspects of um, being a civil servant that you get. Um, and I just think she's doing that as a sweetener, therefore... Um, I just think there is consequences to your actions. Okay, Jodie, thank you very much indeed. Thank you. Thanks for your call. Uh, Jodie Riki with her thoughts there on Kezia. Uh, Marion Smith is in Paisley. Hi, Marion. Hi there. Good morning to you. Do you agree with Jodie then? Yeah, I do, absolutely. I think she's made a lot of very viable points. You know, I wonder how what Caddy Dugdale's rights would have been had it been one or the other, had it been the Ruth Davis or even for talking St. Nicholas Sturgeon. This is her job. She gets summer, she get plenty of holidays, she gets the, the Parliament shut for the summer, practically, and to up and say that she's going to, she's going to be doing a good job for politics. Does she honestly think that we're buttoned up at the back, that ITV are going to sit and let her have political broadcast while she's in the middle of the jungle? They're not interested in that. They want to see what kind of fool she makes of herself. If she can swallow eight ants and all the rest, she's not there to, to, to further the, the, the political things of the, of the Labour Party. She's just making a whole laughing stock of the Labour Party. And I believe she has no right to up and go. To, she's not a celebrity. She's a member of Parliament. 
you know, this celebrity is a piece of nonsense. She's, no, she's a, a member of the public who happens to have, have been voted in by the, the people of Edinburgh to do a job as a Labour candidate. And now she just sods off to the jungle for three weeks and thinks that she's making it okay because, you know, I'm going to, you know, I've got a big audience, <laughs> mm-hmm. and the audience are going to sit and listen to her spouting about the Labour Party. I don't think so. Well, the, as I said earlier, the audience that she has in the jungle may have to sit and listen to her if she's going on about politics, but you're absolutely right what you say. The uh, editors of the programme will edit it out before it ever gets back here. You know, exactly. so, so a lot of what she might think is going out. I, mean, I, I, I don't know if you're watching, but I was watching it last night, and, and she it was as if she wasn't there. She just just didn't appear at all. She's avoiding so, the issue. She t- she's going into hiding. I think she realises now what a big mistake she's actually made. Well, I don't know if she does, because at the end of the day, will she know what's being said about her while she's in the jungle? Well, she might. I don't know, really, but I think that the slight that she go before she went, she would, have, she would have known that it wasn't a thing to do. The whole point of the thing is, she's not a celebrity. She's a member of Parliament. Now, they might think they're celebrities, but they really are not. They're... they're, they're elected to do a job for the people and she should be there if her people need her. As that man said before, this is a bad time for a lot of people the winter. They need their pol- they need to go to speak to their, pol- their, their local politician. She's away in, this, in the sunshine, no bother in her shirt. What's going on in Edinburgh? And, you know, if this is just, a, as I said, I'd like to have seen the flag. She would have come away with it if it had been some other MSP that decided to go and join the jungle. And well, she said, yeah, they're the ones that did it. They were not elected. They were, had, they were no longer MPs. Yes, but when, uh, when Tory MP Nadine Doris uh, previously went on I'm Celebrity, uh, Kezia criticised her on Twitter. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So she, she swallowed all that. You know, it's a case of don't do as I do, do as I tell you. And for me, she's, she's done more harm. She, she wasn't a great Labour person anyway. She, you know, she wasn't a great leader of the Scottish Labour Party. I'm a Labour person. I've been a Labour person my whole life. And I, I didn't rate her at all as, as a member, of the, as a leader. I thought she was very lacking in, in a lot of areas. She didn't have a, vo- a good voice to, 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 to shout them down. Very timorous. I always found her. She didn't seem to stand up for what she should have been standing up for. And what, what do you think of your new leader then, Richard Leonard? Well, you know, it's early days. Uh, I mean, I know they're making this big um, thing about him because he's going to support the English football team. You know, mm-hmm. who, who cares? You know, who really cares? <laughs> who cares? Right. Who cares? You know, it's, it's, it's a personal choice. You can support whatever football team you want. I could support England and I'm Scottish. It's nobody's business, really, mm-hmm. at the end of the day. It's a football game. People put such stress on all the wrong things, I think. You know, the man's entitled to have a life and have an opinion, and if he wants to shout for England, good luck to him. You know, it's, it's just, it's, it doesn't bother me in the slightest. OK, Marion, thank you very much indeed. We'll talk more about... Uh... Richard Leonard's decision to come out and say that he's an English supporter after 11. But coming up next, is it right to get rid of banners by the sides of the road? So we're talking about Kezia Dugdale. Keep those calls coming in and your comments. 0333-2020-401. And ask the question, we possibly have the nomination for the title of Killjoys of the Week or... It's something that you agree is long overdue. Have you ever been driving along and seen one of those homemade banners hanging from a bridge? 
Yeah, often it's something like an old sheet with a message painted in large letters wishing somebody a happy birthday, usually one of the significant ones with a couple of zeros at the end. And then there are all the adverts that we see tied onto railings at junctions. Well, Dundee City Council is launching a crackdown because they say these things could distract drivers and cause a crash. And one day, someone's going to be seriously hurt. Mark Flynn is the deputy convener of City Development, and he told our reporter Hazel Martin, that we've got to realise it's not a harmless bit of fun. Well, the Clampdown is quite on safety issues. There's a number of people actually putting banners and posters up where, quite simply, they are unsafe or distraction to drivers. And we really need to clamp down on it. We have official places where they can put them and they just need to approach the council and they will be put up safely. So, is this people hanging up birthday banners and roundabouts and things like that? That's just one example of what they're doing. There's a lot of flyers going up for businesses as well, and uh, obviously they're trying to save costs, I would imagine. So what's the worry? The worry is basically the safety issue with distracting drivers. They're not going to see the signs properly, and they've really got to pay attention to the fact that they are putting them in unsafe areas. And have there been any near misses or anything that's brought this to the council's attention? I personally have not heard of anything, but there's a number of councillors have been approached by the fact that these distractions are there and uh, these councillors have brought it to the attention of the city development team. So what's been done to try and stop this happening? Well, we've actually got teams going out uh, in conjunction with Bear Scotland to uh, remove as many as we can uh, from these places which are classed as unsafe. And I'd like to stress that we do have a lot of legitimate sites where advertising can be displayed in Dundee. And as I said, there might be a cost to it, but they are safe sites and they're not distracting for drivers deliberately. So I would ask anybody that's actually wanting to put signs up to advertise anything to basically contact the council and we are quite happily to help them. Now that's Mark Flynn, he's Deputy Convener of Dundee City Development, uh, speaking there to our reporter Hazel Martin. So, is it a serious health and safety issue or a sense of humour failure? Have they had a sense of humour bypass on the bypass? It's not just Dundee, of course. Mark, as I say, is talking about Dundee, but I think this is something that is uh, throughout Scotland. But uh, I will speak at the moment with my Dundee hat on because that's where I live. And uh, I I think some of the... uh, I don't... You know, these banners and bedsheets and things, I I don't see them as a huge problem. I'm surprised that that is... Maybe that's the one that they're using just to get started on it. What I think is the big problem in the millions of pounds that's been spent in the city of Dundee at the moment. I kid you not, there's loads of money being spent on the waterfront, etc. And then out in other areas of Dundee, we have uh, banners attached to railings. And I'm not talking one or two banners. You're talking about 15, 20 banners. And they're there for a week or so, then they get torn. And they look absolutely hideous. And these are the ones that I think the councils, not only in Dundee, but throughout Scotland, should be taking a big crackdown on. If businesses are in business, they should be able to afford to do proper advertising, not throwing banners up. I mean, there's companies making money about just just going throwing banners up. You know, anywhere. Tie them on to railings, tie them on to roundabouts. You know, that it does. You maybe tell. Gets right up my nose. It's something that really annoys me, and it's about time they were down. What do you think? Is it the same where you live? You know, is your city being spoiled by businesses that are too lazy to go and do proper advertising? As Mark says, go and pay for the proper advertising, take the sites. But no, they put them up on railings in the hope that somebody's going to see them, and then within a week they look tatty, dreadful. 
What are your thoughts? 0333 2020 401. The council in Dundee, are they right? Is it about time some action was taken? Or have I got a sense of humour bypass as well? What do you think? Or treble three, 2020, 401's the number. Scotland's Talking, the podcast. Uh, let me just uh, run through some of the comments that are coming in. Ali, about banners made out of bedsheets hanging over bridges. It's a bad thing as drivers will become distracted and could cause an accident. Also, they're an eyesore. If anybody wants to get a message across, tell them to send a text. Thanks, Liz. Uh, another one here from David. David Neve, he says, Complete waste of money to set up a team to remove banners. Tell them to fix the potholes. Yeah, OK. Thoughts that, you know, here we have a situation where uh, councils are saying, you know, they're short of money and uh, they're putting a team together to take banners down. As they, if they take them all down, that's fine. That's it. That's fine by me. Uh, here's one from Eric Williamson. Eric, thanks for getting in touch. I think Kezia is sticking two fingers up to the Labour Party. So-called Labour MSP friends have been doing it and doing a lot of backstabbing over the last few months. Apart from that, how many people could take just three weeks' holiday after your bosses have said no? Another one that says all MPs and MSPs should have a contract of employment and stick to it. Uh, one in here from, uh, lost the name now, uh, Andy. Andy, a Labour supporter and a member from Blackburn, says uh, she should be doing the day job, uh, plenty of holidays to do any charity work, and if you don't think so, check out the list. There's loads of them, and he, he lists all the holidays that are there. Uh, morning, Alec. Kezia knows what she's doing. Really, I don't think she went into the jungle without permission. If you ask me, she's shirking her duty as an MSP. Maybe she's trying to convince the celebrities in the jungle she knows what she's doing, but she's certainly not convincing me. OK? We'll continue with more right after the news at 11. You're listening to Scotland's Talkin', the podcast. Join the conversation on Twitter at Scotland's Talkin'. We've been talking and can still talk about uh, Kessia Dugdale's decision to go into uh, I'm a Celebrity and into the jungle. Uh, nobody seems to uh, support her so far on the calls and the texts, etc., that I've been getting coming in. So we can talk more about that. I'd also be talking about uh, Dundee City Council, who have decided to ban banners or go and get them taken down, tear down those homemade banners that are hung next to roads to embarrass unsuspecting people of their birthday, or indeed the banners that are hung on railings. Uh, we're asking, is this just a sense of humour bypass? Uh, or indeed is a right decision because it's one that affects not just Dundee, it's, it's across Scotland. Uh, it, you know, you see the banners on uh, bypasses, motorways, whatever, but also we're talking about these businesses who get banners made and there is obviously a business in going and getting them put up on railings and roundabouts, etc. Uh, it's about time there should be a crackdown. Well, uh, here's one that comes in from... Who we got here? Uh, uh, Janice. Sorry, Janice. Just lost you there. Uh, Janice Simpson says, Kezia has gone on record to say that she is donating her salary to the homeless. Notice she is not donating the hefty fee she will get for appearing on the show. Also, she has taken unpaid leave, so she shouldn't be getting any salary anyway. She is still an MSP and is a dereliction of duty for greed, and she should be expelled from the party. 
Okay, that's your thoughts. Um, Mike, Mike Madden says, I'm not really sure that if politicians are making fools of themselves, it makes any difference whether they do it at Westminster, in Oz, or in that eyesore of a building at the bottom of the high street. Thank you. Anyway, more importantly, self-driving cars. All right. It was reported in the papers yesterday that a people carrier in America had covered a million-plus miles of testing self-driving. Yeah, I got that one as well. No humans on board. So a people carrier which does not carry people should catch on like ashtrays on motorbikes. Thank you, Mike, for those thoughts. Uh, Alison Scott says, I also live in Dundee, like you, Ali, and I think that the banners that are on the railings, particularly uh, outside McDonald's and Asda, yes, I'm thinking of that one as well. In fact, if you check on our Twitter, you'll see some photographs there. Uh, I think they're an absolute disgrace, and the council should be doing something about it. You won't get these banners put up round about the waterfront where they're spending millions, or indeed around the council chambers. So why are they allowed elsewhere in the city? Get them down, says Alison. Thank you very much indeed, Alison. Right, we'll be talking also. If you've got a comment on that, still plenty of time to get in contact. 033-2020-401. 033-2020-401 is the number. You can text 61054, start your message with Ali. And the email is ali at thegreatesthits.co.uk. Don't use my Facebook page at the moment. For some reason, I can't get on it. <laughs> they ban me. <laughs> or either that, they do something else. Anyway, I can't get on it. Um, we'll be talking about wh- which team you support in a moment, and um, you'll see what I mean when, you know, should Scotland's possible first minister come out saying that he's going to support England in any football match? We'll do that in a moment. Sunday morning, Scotland's talking, and moving on to another subject now. Richard Leonard, the new leader of Scottish Labour, has been in the job for just over a week now. And not only has he had to deal with the fallout from his predecessor's unexpected holiday, say some, in the jungle, which we've been discussing already, he's been caught in a media bear trap on his sporting allegiances. If you were listening a couple of weeks ago when Richard was my guest on the programme, you have noticed, despite all his years in Scotland, he still has a Yorkshire accent. In an interview this week, he was asked the question, when Scotland play England, who would you support? And he admitted he would be cheering on England. Well, does it matter? Well, he's leader of Scottish Labour, and obviously I would think his ambition is that one day he would like to be First Minister of Scotland. But does that mean he has to be a supporter of all Scottish sporting things? Well, the First Minister Nicola Sturgeon sprang to his defence, tweeting that in her opinion, this was not news. It's not the first time we've seen headlines made about who our senior politicians support. Do you remember back in 2006 when Jack McConnell said that he would not cheer on England at the World Cup, giving his backing to Trinidad and Tobago and their player Jason Scotland instead? And at the same time, Chancellor Gordon Brown was saying that he would be rooting for the old enemy. So Richard Leonard's not alone in this catch-22 situation. There are half a million people who were born in England and are now living in Scotland. And many of them listening to this programme. Good morning. You're more than welcome. Is it easier for a Scot living south of the border to support their team rather than the other way round? If you're English-born, would you walk down the street in Scotland wearing an English top? And does it stop at football? 
Is there something deeper that we sweep under the carpet as a nation? Joining me now is Dr Doug Chalmers from Glasgow Caledonian University. Good morning, Doug. Good morning. And we see it's, he, he has landed himself in a bit of a problem here. Do you think it matters or, or should he just have kept quiet? What do you think? Well, um, do, you, do you remember the scene perhaps from Yes Minister where the civil servant turns to uh, the Prime Minister, the character playing the Prime Minister and says, um, that's a very courageous decision, um, Prime Minister, you know, making the implication that it may be true what you're doing, but, but... Uh, have you thought of the consequences? <laughs> yes. But having said that, no, uh, fair play to, to Richard, um, saying that you'll support England. The only thing he has to remember is that he must not, uh, he must not repeat 1966 or the World Cup. Because if if he does that, if you mention 1966, his credibility is gone. It's gone. <laughs> no, I, I, actually, I think it's I think it's uh, absolutely fine. Um, I don't see. I mean, from time to time, you hear that there is anti-English sentiment in Scotland. I think that does does surface very occasionally, but I think it's um, less the case than it once was and I know at the Indy Ref in two thousand and fourteen, um I know some of my colleagues who were who are from England who were supporting the, the case for Scottish independence on a democratic um, basis. And I think that, you know, prejudice, while it does exist, is a lot less than it once was. Mm. I mean if if you were a, a Scottish um politician, let's say, in Westminster and you became Prime Minister um, you could, you know, it, it wouldn't be looked terribly on if you said you were supporting Scotland, would it? But it seems different in Scotland. Well, you know, th- there is a wee bit of, of showbiz in this when you think of it. If you think of our royal family, you couldn't get anything that presents itself as more English and more establishment. But they divvy out the jobs in, ten, uh, in terms of who they support. We have Princess Anne. I, I was lucky enough to be at M- Murrayfield yesterday, oh, and wow. she, uh, Scotland's fantastic, mm-hmm. went over to Australia, and Princess Anne was there, part of the firm, as they call it, you know, part yep, of the royal yeah. family. She's the one that's allocated to keep the Scots happy, and then we'll have other members of the royals who, who do their bit um, diplomatically. So, there is a bit of a game going on there, but I mean, let's keep sport sport, and, uh, you know, rivalry is a good thing, uh, you know, it's better to be talking and playing and competitive than actually have something more aggressive. So I think, um, while it's difficult for some politicians, I think, you know, the debate is okay. I think we should have that debate. But do you feel that in Scotland we're becoming, um, uh, as you said, it's not as bad as it once was, so we're becoming a bit more tolerant then? Well, I think so. There's also a great awareness of this. Um, In a previous life, I was part of the constitutional convention that drew up the plans for the parliament here and the first draft we'd actually thought of calling it towards a scottish parliament and then it was pointed out you know that could sound exclusive why don't we call it towards scotland's parliament and that in fact was what what happened and that was a recognition that you know if you live in scotland you know as they used to say we're all jock thompson's bairns you know if you live in scotland then um, there are things that unite us. There are common sort of social values that we should aspire to. And um, treating people as something other or different because you, for some reason your granny wasn't born here, I think is uh, backward looking. And I think there's far less of it 
now it's sunk heavens mm-hmm. than there was at one time. Yeah, I, I, I see where you're coming from. And, and you know, I still think that um, if somebody was wandering around uh, some of the streets wearing uh, an England top, though, in Scotland, it would um, they'd get a bit of a stick for it. I think. Well, I think it depends where they are. Do you remember Panorama, I think it was, or one of the programmes set up an incident sometime, um, I think it was at the last World Cup uh, or something, where they put a car, they placed a car with an English flag on it and painted with the English colours in one of the schemes or one of the places where it would be likely to to get a bit of a reaction. And indeed there was a reaction. I think the car got trashed. There's no surprise. Um, And I think that's what the media were trying to push, Um, you know, with all respect to the media, of course, like yourself. But, um, you know, I I think it depends on the context. And the the average... um, Sports, uh, I think the average Scots man or woman, you know, does see rivalry and uh, jocular sort of kidding on about, um, you know, the different, uh, about the fact that England will once, you know, will get their comeuppance from us. I don't know when, but, um, you know, they they, they really need to realise that is going to happen. So there is this um, uh, jocular approach and I think that's a good thing. So Richard Leonard um, should just run with it at the moment and, and then take the stick when it actually happens. I think so. He's got, his big job isn't football. No. His big job is proving his credibility. And it'll be interesting to see how Scottish politics develops that way. That's the important thing, not which um, football flag that you actually stand behind. Is Scotland ready for uh, an Englishman taking over as First Minister of Scotland? I don't think... Well, <laughs> that's difficult, isn't it? I don't see why this shouldn't happen. If you're not voting for an individual, you're voting for a party, you're voting for values. If Richard and the values of the Labour Party are ones which can capture the hearts and minds of Scottish people, then I see no problem at all with that. Whether they can, given where they're starting from and the huge hill you have to climb, we'll just have to wait and see. Doug, thank you very much indeed for, for your Not thoughts. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Dr Doug Chalmers from Glasgow Caledonian University. You have a thought or a comment you'd like to make? 0333-2020-401 is the number. Scotland's Talking, the podcast. Morning, Philip. A very good morning, Alan. Good How morning. I'm fine, thank you. Yourself? Not bad at all. Not bad. Good. In the pink. In the pink. Right. In the pink. Right. In the pink. Yeah. Right. Uh, Richard Leonard, a bit surprised at his election, but I didn't have a problem with it. Surprised at uh, his election? Yeah, yeah. In what way were you surprised? Well, <laughs> uh, an Englishman being elected as the head of a Scottish political party, mm-hmm. but the, the Labour Party membership elected him and they knew his background, they knew he was a... A born Englishman, they didn't seem to have the problem with it. Oh, they seem to think he's the one to, to get them back in uh, as, as a relevant party in Scotland. Yes, exactly. There's nothing new about that. You know, you, you go back to history, the early 18th century, this country had a foreigner on the British throne. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, they're a bit surprising about it, but then again, it didn't it cause any problems. No. I, think, I think if somebody could do the job, does their nationality make any difference? Yeah, to some, be... to some it will, but you know, it's it's like age. You know, yeah. if somebody's 
over an age or sometimes too young. Um, we can see some young politicians coming through as well, and, the, and they're, they're making you know good points and standing up for themselves. But do, do you think Richard Lennon was was foolish in coming out and saying that he would support England, or indeed is it just something that he, he's he's got the right to say? Why should he be? He's an Englishman, right? He's proud of his country. Is there a crime in being patriotic? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I would have been, I think, concerned as well if he'd come out and said he was going to support Scotland, because that wouldn't really have been genuine. But <laughs> you know, at least he's come out there, and we know where he's uh, putting his colours. And as someone says earlier, it is just a football game. Well, if he said he was going to support Scotland, he would have got flagged down south from his fellow English. Yes, yes. Because he looked on as a traitor. That's right. I suppose that's very true, yes. So, interesting times ahead for then for Labour in, in Scotland, see what it does. Well, just have to wait and see, you know. Watch this space. As Watch this space, goes. absolutely. Philip, thank you very much indeed for your call. Uh, a few more coming in here. Here's one from Janice. Oh, going back to the council um, and, and taking down the banner. She says, you can bet your boots that the council charge a fee for their designated advertising sites. Of course they do. And it's a potential loss of revenue that's concerning them. Do you think so? I think it's just a case of tidying up. Absolutely. Music and conversation for a Sunday. Sunday morning, just gone 11.31. Good morning to you. Four non-blondes and what's up? Robert Stark. Good morning. What's up? Well, just I'm just listening to Well, Number one I've listened to the new alley is banners on the walls, right? The council that's got complaining about, right? Right. Now, I feel at the moment... There's loads of things going on. There's another issue with that as well. Loads of things going on. Is that are we spending good time, good money on discussing things like this when you, you can drive any place in Dundee and Fife, Kirkcaldy, and see banners, adverts? Is it really that important? You know what I mean? Discussing things like this when there's lots of things in the world going on. Well, the, you know, at the end of the day, there's lots of things in the world going on, Robert, but, um, you know, the the council are responsible for things that are happening in their area, not just as we're talking about Dundee, etc. But Dundee City Council have taken a stance on this, and, sh- and, and surely they're right. They are responsible for the look of the city. I'm not saying they're no, but they're all saying there's no money. Now, the other issue was all this carrying about the harassment of the MPs, right? Which is a big thing, I'm not saying it's no, but it's going on for days and days and weeks. Now, could they not sort that out? If somebody else was doing it, if you were doing that at your work, you would get into bother about it. Now, we're getting now that it's days and days and months and weeks that folk they're discussing this. Can they not sort it out? Other people would have to sort it out without discussing all this in Parliament. It's all money again when there's a lot more important things going on in the world. Right, so get in, get in touch with what's actually happening that should... But again, a lot of the things that you're, you're saying, you know, there are a lot more problems in the world, you know, they're not necessarily the responsibility of the Scottish Parliament or local councils. Local councils can do something about what looks, you know, gives a, a dreadful, aye, aye. dreadful impression, torn banners, and, and they're a safety, safety issue as well. As I say, I just think that this this one in Parliament, yes, it should have been all sort of do. But if it happened in your work, if it happened where I used to work, you would get no, you would get into bother with that. Would be it. They'd get somebody would get into bother if they had been at this. But no, this it's on the on the radio every day. It's in the papers every day. 
then we've got lots of other things I could be talking about. You know what I mean? I'm not saying not sort it out, but they should have somebody in the place to sort it out rather than they publicise it and it on every national newspaper, on every radio station you can. Okay, Robert. Right. Listen, it's all about opinions, and that's yours. Exactly, Okay. Thank you very much indeed, Robert. Thank you. Uh, Here's one that comes in from Joyce, and she says, Kezia in the jungle, she has raised the Scottish Labour Party's profile, as it's what everyone is talking about. Surely that's part of her job. Thank you, Joyce. John Carr, good morning. Good morning, Ali. How are you, my friend? I'm fine, thank you. Happy birthday. Oh, thank you very much. It's amazing the I things so. amazing the things we know here, you know. <laughs> oh, what? Right, so what's your point today, then? Well, Kizia Dugtail, she, 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 she's putting the impression out to me anyway, and to most of Scotland, that if you're an MP, then you can do as you please. Um, an MP is paid by the taxpayer to look after the affairs of the country, and yet she, at the drop of a hat, without notifying anybody or telling anybody, can just swan off and do what she pleases. Now, if that was any other organisation in this country, she would be sacked. You can't swan away for your work for three day, three weeks, four weeks, without telling anybody and expect to have a job when you come back. But a politician can. Mm-hmm. So it appears to me, Ali, that the fact that, that we as taxpayers are paying our wages doesn't really matter to her. And it's worth thinking, why did she stand down for head of the Labour Party, the Scottish Labour Party? The Scottish Labour Party is struggling now to try and get their, a foothold back in Scotland. And she's doing nothing but slapping them in the face by doing this. Well, that's not the way she sees it as far as going into the jungle is concerned. And there's, uh, I've just read out uh, how somebody else sees it. Joyce says Kezia is raising the profile of the Scottish Labour Party. Surely that's part of her job. She's raising the profile of the Scottish Labour Party by saying we can do as we please, we can do what we like. Why should she get paid? When she's standing there, she's saying, oh, she's going to be very big and contribute her, her wages. She shouldn't be getting any wages. She shouldn't be getting nothing. She should be getting sacked. That's what she should be getting. Because, let's be honest, Alan, see, at the end of the day, the only one reason she's in there is for the check. OK, John, thank you very much indeed. Let's see what Fred thinks in Aberdeen. Fred, good morning. Good morning, Ollie. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. What's your Ollie, thoughts? two quick points. One to do with Kezia and one to do with the banners. Uh, firstly, Kezia, I think John took a wee bit of steam from me there in the respect of she, if she, she shouldn't be on wages in the first place because she's left without permission. Secondly, if she really wanted to make a, a point for Scotland, I would have thought she would have said, no, give me my month's salary, I will go in this jungle and I will donate every penny, disclose every penny I make from this stunt to charities in Scotland, considering the condition we're in. If I could just nip onto the banners, Ollie. Aberdeen City Council, now on roundabouts, they have these advertising boards, they're about three, four feet high. Now, anyone that tells me an advert is there to be read, and it's to be read by motorists. And, of course, it's Aberdeen I'm speaking about. And probably Dundee has the same, because they seem to be all over, especially on roundabouts. Now, how on earth can anyone pay attention 
you are not on a roundabout without being distracted, you are going round a roundabout. You have cars, lorries, buses, either side of you possibly, pedestrians on pavements. And I just think, here we go again, council wasting money, yet they started all this. And I just honestly believe, Ali, that I just like to see things moving on swiftly. The banners, i.e. the sheets and things, you're right, they are an absolute disgrace. Uh, but that doesn't mean to say that it's okay for the council to put up these mm. distracting. Because we're, we're talking the same thing. But, uh, yeah, distracting. you're absolutely right. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I see. Where, where you see on roundabouts sponsored by, um, yes. that, then you you read it, don't you? You, you read yes. it. Yeah. So um, that's distracting motorists as well. So if if Dundee City Council are saying that. Uh, birthday banners or whatever are distracting in health and safety, then surely they are distracting on roundabouts. Thank you very much yes. indeed, Fred. Thanks again. Thank Get you. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Bye. Coming up next on Scotland's Talkin, any other business? Any other business? Anything that we have not covered so far today that you want to talk about, now's the time to do it. 033-2020-401. So if there's something in the news that you'd like to get off your chest, something that's been really annoying you that you want to... Throw the steam at, shout at the radio, then give me a call now. 033 And now, on Scotland's Talking, time for any other business. Clyde 2. Any other business? 033 Let's go on the lines then and see who we got. It's Brian Christie. Hello, Brian. Hello, Brian. Oh, Brian. No, well, Brian, yeah. You're, you're, Ali, you're okay. Brian, I'm Ali. I'm yeah. so confused, I'm Don't be confused. Deep oh, breath. Okay. Tell me what you want to talk about. Right, what is about the, the council? I've been listening to the radio and it's all about the Dundee City Council, right? Well, this is me talking about the City Council. What happened yesterday? We got our bed, the boilers broke down, phoned the council, the boy come out, he went, I right, look, look, press that, press that, he says, oh, I can't do anything about that, I'll hit away that to Monday. So we're sitting with no heating on. Near what water? Nothing. Nothing. He, they, they sent in a couple of two kilowatt fan heaters. I don't think they would dry anybody's hair if it was wet. So I've got the way to the Monday and we're sitting here with no gas. But he says, I can't do anything about that. I'll hate to get that to Monday. But they did send you two heaters. Let's just say they wouldn't have died here. Right. So Monday's tomorrow. It's blooming cold at the moment. Uh, you know, I, I take it you've had a cold night then. Very cold night, very cold night. I'm still in my bed, actually. Right, OK. So what do you? What would you expect them to do? What would you expect the council to do? I mean, when was this? Yesterday? Yesterday morning. Right, OK. So go out of bed Saturday morning, heating Saturday. breaks down, you phone the council, they come out, <coughs> and the guy says, no, can't do anything till Monday. Why can't he do anything till Monday? Do you know? Well, obviously he's not got a clue what he's talking about, or it's <laughs> an hard bite's meant to be doing it. Right. The boys were really meant to be doing the bell. You would think they would put him on call in case anything like that happens. Well, you would think that if there was yeah. somebody on call, they'd be able to fix it. Yeah, um, and don't think for a start, and maybe not the only in sitting here, there may be a couple of other folk, maybe loads of them sitting here. Sitting it's a bad yeah. time of the, the year anyway, we know that. But. Brian, thank you for raising that. Hopefully somebody's maybe listening at the moment that can um, spurt a bit of action uh, this afternoon, never mind waiting to Monday. Brian, thank you very much indeed for that. Uh, let's go to uh, Tom, Tom Carlin. Hi, Tom. Hi. Your, your point, please. Yeah, it's, uh, I got to tell you yesterday morning, and here's a big, a big bit in the paper, and then I can't get seen it. Dundee man who has three strokes, brain tumour, unable to speak, unable to walk for any longer than three minutes, 
and they're wanting him to get a job. Mm. Now, he's already been to, to Thingwich before. The man could do nothing. He can't do anything. I mean, it's just unbelievable. I mean, why is these people that's uh, coming out and doing this stuff out like that? The man's in a disabled house. He can't do anything. He can't speak. So, I mean, what, what, he can't walk for longer than three minutes. Now, what is that to anybody? Could you give him a job? I think, it's, I think it's absolutely appalling. The way it's a great big bit in the toilet, and that's what I'm saying. What about these MPs and councillors and that? They should be looking into this. Now, this man's already went through this already, and he's got to go through it again on Tuesday. Now, to me, everything is scandalous, considering that you've got Dundee full of druggies, and they could all work, work, and anything. They could do anything, and they didn't get this bother. Can I mean, no, I, I, I'm, I'm with you on, you know, I think that the, the decision that's been taken, that seems to be taken, according to that story anyway, uh, that's been taken that he has to go and get a job. And there are there are others in the same situation, uh, Tom. You know, it's it's, it's a decision that's been... Yeah, but Ali, this, this other party, they're turning around and telling everybody that there's uh, uh, other employment, uh, there's more people working. There's no more people working, there's just a rack of half, they're not on the boot. Yeah. So there's no figures for it. So they're moving the numbers around. That's all they're doing is yep. a bit. Yep. I mean, they're, 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 that's no helping people. I mean, this M75, I never thought in my lifetime I would hear such a thing as food banks. Mm-hmm. I mean, people, even people that's working are thinking to go food banks. There's something far, far wrong. I mean, and these councillors and MPs, they're sitting down there on £300 a day and they're doing everything. And they're telling other people how to live. No, that's something, you know, something... Something wrong. People sitting down there doing, other doing is sitting, jumping up and doing when you see them on that TV. I mean, it's, it's laughable if you're looking at it. You'd think it was a comedy show. Tom, thank you very much indeed. We are running out of time today, but thank you for your call. And, and uh, I agree with you on that. For someone who is as disabled as that gentleman is to be told to go and find a job, is, uh, it really needs the system looks at somewhere. Or the people that are making those decisions need looked at. Margaret says, good on cares, I say. But because of her civil servant job, she should have had permission to leave. I think she made a mistake and there will be consequences for her when she call, comes back. And also the so-called celebs in the show should all get the same fee. They shouldn't be different. Well, that's up to the TV channel. I, you know, I think it's... And if they want to donate to charity, uh, Margaret says that's entirely up to them. Well, some of them may obviously feel it makes them look good. Uh, <laughs> Margaret says, put Nicola and Ruth in the jungle together and let them battle it out. Well, some would say they're in the jungle almost weekly, um, calling it the Scottish Parliament. Thank you very much indeed. There's another one coming in. It's bad enough what's happening with MPs, MSPs. I think you mean MSPs, not MPs. But now we have the programme with high-ranking police officers in the country going to the dogs. Thank you for that. Uh, also on the same subject, Stephen. Thank you, Stephen, for getting in touch as well. Sorry, we are running out of time and there are a few more coming in here. Stephen says... Um, our Justice Secretary says this isn't the time for politicians to interfere with running the police service. Yes, it is. They're in a mess. Get them sorted out. Thank you, Stephen. Thanks for that. And uh, Paul says, I notice in one of the papers today, in fact, I've got it here, I think, uh, one of the papers says uh, that carrying the story that Brendan Rogers, uh, is his opinion, uh, Brendan says Hamden is not fit for the final. Did you not say that, Ali, some months ago? Well, it wasn't the final I was talking about. I was talking about it's not fit to hold music concerts. Um, we've got um, 
excellent places like the Hydro and, and various other places that uh, uh, the Exhibition Centre and Aberdeen, etc., etc. Uh, you know, but um, having been to a couple of concerts at uh, Hamden, it's not somewhere I'd want to return uh, to, to do a, a music concert. But thank you very much indeed. We are out of time. That's it. I'm Ali Bali, and I'm back tomorrow from 10 through until 2 with the Ali Bali Show, Monday to Friday. Hopefully you can join me for that. And, of course, back next Sunday again. And uh, we're here from 10 through until midday. Whatever you're doing for the rest of the day and the weekend, do enjoy. Bye-bye.